Well, the clock struck 11, but 11.57's when it struck me that I just couldn't stay. So I jumped on my scooter, headed home to my computer, where that damn work firewall couldn't get in the way. But moving breaks up the course of the day. And this day would probably break me with no nooner there to break me away. Like a bandit on the gravestone on the USA. Oh, good morning, everybody. Welcome to the Smodco uh, Nooner podcast on the Smodco Internet Radio Network. I don't need to say Smodco twice, do I? No, it's pretty redundant. Yeah. Um, I am a host. My name is Marty. And I'm here with our guest host, Peter W.G. Hi, everybody. Soon to be an ex-Californian and back to his home uh, home state of the uh, nutmeg state. Yep. I'm very excited for you. Going to um, be a nutmegger. Yeah. Or, as I like to call it, a kinetic hunt. Is that... Does your mom know you use that sure sort of language? Uh, That's well, what she calls me, so... Yeah. Oh, <laughs> you kinetic hunt! <laughs> Get in here, I've got some loving for you. <laughs> Do you have a tattoo on your arm? I have a couple tattoos on oh, yeah? different arms, but yes. Oh, wait, I can't. It's a Galaga ship oh. from the video game Galaga. Uh-huh, mm-hmm. uh-huh. Did you mm-hmm. freak out when you watched the Avengers? Yeah, I love that scene, of course. I yeah. was like, that's that's what I would have been doing on that ship. <laughs> Were you like, hey, here's my arm? <laughs> I didn't have it's it yet. It's just a screen. Didn't have it yet. Oh, Actually, really? this, was a, this was a barcade... Dare with my current girlfriend Brittany uh-huh. uh, when we were in Vermont, and she got a Pac Man tattoo on the same arm. Really? So we have kind of matching tattoos. Uh-huh. Complimentary tattoos. Yeah, there you go. Complimentary tattoos. Well, uh, that is the cutest thing. And she didn't get Ms. Pac Man. That's very progressive. Actually, she did get Ms. Pac Man. She did? I lied. Yeah, she got Ms. Pac Man. Oh, you're a, oh, you fucking liar. No, get out of here, progr- you okay. kinetic All right, well, thanks, everybody. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, I know, you know, we talked about the news at the top, um, or throughout, but uh, and probably everybody's expecting me to talk about gun violence, mm. and you're right, um, and because Steve's not here, we're not going to make any crass comments about what happened Sunday night in Vegas, and to be fair, for all the crass bullshit he spews out, Steve is one of the more thoughtful and sensitive persons I know, and he, he, he wouldn't be uh, that crass, uh, I said crass many times, um, but this shooting has been eating at me for the past two days, and I feel for all those who were killed, injured, or affected by this massacre. And for everyone who says that their prayers go out to them, that, that's great. I'm not religious, but it's a, it's a nice thought. Um, this is the 338th mass, mass shooting. Uh, depending on, there are different ways to calculate it, but in general, it's like more than three people being shot. Uh, of 2017, um, I've heard 228. Anyhow, the fact that there's more than one is pretty horrific. And while my heart aches, I'm also, this sort of statistic makes me feel rage and anger. Uh, and because I, I, it's okay to have those two thoughts in, in your mind and we can discuss these things. Uh, so when, to everyone who says now it, this isn't the time to talk policy, I I'm just like fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> like, if not now, when? Yeah, when is it the right time to talk about gun laws after the dis- the devastating uh, the devastation of a mass shooting has subsided? Like according to the Guardian, like the U.S. has had fifteen hundred sixteen fifteen hundred sixteen mass shootings in seven hundred seventeen hundred thirty five days. 
That's basically one a day. Yeah, so that's... when we wait for the, the impact of one mass shooting to subside, another one is right around the corner. It's like, like the Marvel Universe movies. There's always one on TV or in the movie theater. Right, it's like, it's like the mass it. shooters have their shootings planned for the next 15 years. Yeah, yeah, if they were so organized. Yeah. Um, right. Yeah, and... You know, in just two weeks ago uh, or so, just a, a little over two weeks ago, Trump used the bombing in, in London to push his Muslim travel ban on Twitter, like uh, just within hours after it happened. He didn't even know any of the facts, and he got 100,000 likes. Uh, yeah. of like, you know, this is proof that we need to stop the you know, terrorists and, from emptying the country. And nobody's right. yelling at him for, hey, this is not about policy. This is about... Right. You know. Well, actually... Well, the, so... The, yeah, yeah, you're right. There were, okay, okay. But, <laughs> but he got some... He's still... But, but it's also the the... It's he. There's a difference between politicizing some an event and actually just being effective in in, in dealing with it. And I think that not knowing any of the facts and being like, "This is why we need a travel ban," is different from after 500 plus people are injured in a, a mass shooting to say like, "Okay, there's something wrong." Here. Right. One person took out that many people. You know, killed 50, over 57 people. In ten minutes, or however long it was, I mean, we can the the fact those numbers aren't important. I mean, they are important, but the, the exact numbers aren't important. But it, it's it's horrifying, and uh, so it isn't at all like criticizing gun laws isn't comparable because, like, okay, it would the, the better thing would have been had bombs been legal in in England, and Trump had said, "See, this is why bombs should be illegal, or at the very least, regulated." That would be a comparable compare, you know. Right. That right. would that makes sense. Um, but for some reason, when we talk about that here, we get labeled as some sort of traitor or or tone deaf. It, it's yeah. I mean, imagine like if a an iPhone like blew up once a day and killed a handful of people. Would we would we say as Bill O'Reilly wrote yesterday that oh this is just the price of you know freedom or this right. is the price of having a great cell phone? Right. You know? uh, he said, uh, Bill O'Reilly said, the Second Amendment is clear that Americans have a right to arm themselves for protection, even the loons. And no, that is wrong. The <laughs> amendment is not clear. No. You know, it says a, a well-regulated militia. Militia, right? yeah. So, uh, second, the, the price of freedom is like, you know, you have to pay your fucking taxes. You, you have to support the troops. You you. You have to put up with people supposedly disrespecting your flag because that's the First Amendment. You, you have to deal with your poop in national parks. You either bury it or cart it out depending on the rules, but you can't just leave it there. Right. You know, like the price of freedom is about respecting the freedom of others. You having a handgun with a 30-round clip does not respect my freedom. No, no. Uh, And according to the CDC, there are over, well over 30,000 deaths, gun deaths per year. And according to the Institute of Medicine, there are over 70,000 gun injuries per year. And that's just in America? That's just in the U.S., right. yeah. okay. And, you know, if the McRib killed 30,000 people a year and injured twice as many, the government might step in and say... I don't think they would. I think the government loves the McRib. <laughs> you know what? Maybe you're right. Maybe the McRib is just that good. Well, they've got all those, you know, all that extra rubber from their shoes they got to use in the buns there, whatever, oh, right. that, whatever that was. Uh, so. Well, that was, that was a, a canard, but yeah. Yeah. Um, and just because some 200-whatever, 30-year-old piece of paper says something vague about militias having the right to bear arms, we, ha we have to put up with neo-Nazis marching with assault rifles in Charlottesville, or an ex-boyfriend killing 
or, or an ex-husband killing his ex-wife and all her friends watching a football game in Plano, Texas. While it, or some piece of shit who just shoots hundreds, like just hundreds of people out of a luxury hotel. Well, I don't know. Is, you've stayed at the Luxor, is it? Is I actually it? haven't stayed at the Luxor. Oh, really? but, it's, but I mean, I was, I was literally in Vegas last weekend um, at a festival where very much so the exact, I mean, plenty the of hotels. conditions. With, yeah. 100%. And um, we, we didn't have any personnel, but we have product at Route 91. I mean, we had right. material there. Right. Um, you know, I've, I know that people... Yeah. Directly uh, affected there, and uh, were all your team okay? Yeah, every, again, everybody on my team. There was no personnel there. We didn't, you know, it was a what we call a dry job. So they were just just had a product there. Uh-huh. Um, but uh, but again, it, it just puts in your mind. This could be any event. It could be anywhere at any time. I mean, yeah. I, I think lately people have been kind of targeting some of these festival grounds. But I mean, it could really be any anywhere at any time at a point too. Yeah, and um, if. And if your bill of rights, if, if your piece of paper allows something like this to happen, and you say, like, that's how it was intended, there's something wrong with that piece of paper, it, or you're interpreting it wrong. Right. And so stop sending prayers and start writing some legislation. I don't know what that is. I'm not a legislator. But I want to throw this out to everybody listening, uh, either live or on the pod. Um, what do you think would be a good way to handle gun violence should we ban all guns do you want more background checks or is the solution more guns do you feel safer knowing that had you know people been carrying handguns in that crowd would have just shot like up at the windows you know Uh, yeah i don't yeah i mean unless they're if they all had handguns on them though and he's up in a window i don't think it would be very effective either way but yeah i mean that's besides the point yeah um so, the other question is, well, you know, okay, I like things that go boom, you know, like I like fireworks and stuff like that, but I don't, and I feel like that's what the attraction of guns is, um, but I don't feel feel like my owning a gun will sufficiently protect me against a potentially tyrannical political uh, military force, you know, which is what it was. Right, the, the, the idea events. that if like, you needed to arm yourself against the government, you could. Right, right. but... No, that's not going to happen. Um, and it's, it's not there just so you can be the badass of the neighborhood watch like, you know, that um, like uh, Zimmerman was in Florida. I'm willing to forego all that bullshit to bear arms so that I can feel safe to go to an outdoor concert and right. have fun. Right. And my right to walk down the streets without fear of being shot is greater than my right to bear arms or your right to bear arms. And I, I feel we need to do something about it. Um, and then the other thing that comes out is why. Why did this guy do this? And I think that's just a human curiosity that we need, that we feel this desire. To, we just need to pick at it and pick at it. And it's like, oh, he didn't have Christ in his life. Right. Or he, or he was uh, secretly Muslim or he was gay. Or, or look, at there are a lot of people right. who are not religious, a lot of people who are religious and super religious, uh, a lot of gay people out there. They're not shooting people. Right. Uh, I, I think... You know, the, these are people who have rage and, and like, here's what I'll say. It doesn't fucking matter. It's like the reasons are both obvious and beguiling. Like, you know, people are, are crazy. They do crazy shit. Some, some people are get indoctrinated by terrorist cells or, or if you think about, um, you know, the, the DC shooter, like the, the, the stepson was sort of indoctrinated yeah. into this thing. And, and I, I think that the same was true of the, of um, 
the Columbine shooters. One was right. sort of indoctrinated the other. Right. Uh, some people are just crazy. They're driven by voices in their head. And then, uh, then most of the, the times we really don't know why people do the shitty things they do. But I don't see why it's so important. Like, because if, if you have unhappy thoughts, because a lot of us do, and, and we go into dark places, should we jail those people because they might potentially have a mass shooting? Right, because going to the whole the, minority report there. Right, and right. You know, preemptively pulling people out of right, line. Right, because it doesn't make sense to restrict guns. Right. Like, don't touch my fucking guns. It's insanity. Right, because God forbid there was a ping that went off when someone was buying like a high-capacity rounds and an automatic yeah. rifle. Like, God forbid there's somebody where it went, oh, this person's buying this gun today and, uh, oh, they have some psychological issues. Maybe we should investigate that. Right. This guy has 20 assault rifles. <laughs> and it's not about the, ho- the hotel security not catching that. Like, right. You know, like, I'm sure you... you Go to hotels with lots of gear and you, boxes. You have a duffel bag. They don't. It's not like they're checking your bags. You're walking right. into a hotel. Yeah, and uh, it's uh, like last month in Michigan, a group of women got in a in a fight over school supplies in in just in a Walmart. Mm. And when one woman was being attacked, her mother pulled out a gun in the middle of fucking Walmart over school supplies mm. like there's a big cultural problem when like things escalate to that level and you know i have my opinions about guns and i know that there are hun- literally hundreds hundreds of millions of, of guns out there in this country so i don't know what the right answer is i don't know if a buyback is practical or uh but i think we need to make sense of that well-regulated part yeah, I mean, I think it's just that it's, it's like you said, everybody wants to know the whys, but the whys get so complicated. I mean, like you said, with Columbine, I mean, you look at, you know, like saying Michael Moore's bullying for Columbine and all the kind of other evidence that kind of comes up, well, not necessarily evidence, but the other stuff that comes out about these shooters, but ultimately you're still kind of left with, well, they just made a decision and regardless, they were able to get the tools they needed to get the job done that they as they saw fit. And right. If they weren't able to have access to those weapons, we wouldn't be talking about it. Exactly. So, exactly. And there are plenty of other democratic free nations out there that that don't have guns and people live there freely and right. don't feel, have you know the australians and the you know whatever the british they they have basically the same freedoms we do um but that's the big difference and that's a big difference in the number of gun deaths and here's what i think needs to happen like congress needs to say they need to do one of two things. Either they need to say, this is how it is. Don't say, now is not the time, we'll get to it later, just keep your head down and pray. Like, they have to say, we're okay with people dying. This is the price of owning guns. We're going to have mass shootings every few days or so. Uh, that's what our forefathers intended, or it's the unwanted consequences of what our forefathers intended. Sorry, deal with it. Yeah, that's just reality. That's now. reality. You know, we'll do the best we can to police the, everything, but that's we're not going to do anything about it. Or they need to do something about it. Regulate or ban or yeah, right. Something. And but they need to step up and not not just like feed us a line of bullshit. Um, Jane said uh, that Trevor Noah last night said we talk about plane safety after a crash infrastructure after a bridge collapse but we don't talk about gun control um 
Evan Cardi of Roseville says, I'm for stricter laws, but it seems hopeless when it's so easy to construct your own untraceable guns. Yes, that's actually absolutely true. You can, uh, some, there, there are companies out there that produce um, plans for making your own gun. Yeah, you can 3D print them now yeah, pretty much. Can, yeah. Um, well, you can still, you can make your own drugs at home, you know. True. I mean, you can, it's, you can still make it illegal. Um, Ash Williams has a, a quote, a supposed quote from Fred Rogers that I would uh, question. Guns are for fucking losers. No, I don't believe he said that. Um, Jane said that her coworker's daughter was at the co- concert. Her two oh, friends geez. standing next to her were shot, but they are expected to survive. Well, that's holy shit, uh, terrifying. And um, I'm really uh, thankful that your your friends. Uh, your coworkers' daughter's friends are going to survive. That is, I, I, it's unbelievable. Um, Jonah says no guns would be perfect, um, but we're too far past that. Handguns and hunting rifles for personal use, semis at gun range only. Um, yeah, I have. Uh, oh, and, and Tyson, no, nobody got shot at the Walmart thing, but you can watch it on, a video of it on YouTube. Um, I don't know if we're too far past... Uh, oh, I guess we are too par- far past no guns, but we definitely need to keep... Um, to. I think if we put in restrictions, yes, there will still be guns out there, but over the generations, over years, we can, we'll can whittle that number down. You know? Right. And so uh, uh, it's just... It, it it's so frustrating to yeah, talk about. Yeah, and, and I think clearly, yeah, I think we're, we're clearly past a a ban of any kind, full ban on weapons and guns. But yeah. I, but I would tend to agree. I think I think you know handguns, hunting rifles, and then maybe you know some other weapons at a range only. Um, that sounds like a world I wouldn't mind existing in. Yeah. Um, yeah. So. Yeah. Um, and then Steve Erdley said uh, the best example I I heard was after one failed show. Um, oh. After one failed bomber eight years ago, you still have to take your shoes off at the airport. <laughs> like that's true. Uh, yep. Yeah, yeah. So that one failed thing had led to that restriction, and we live with it, and we don't we bitch about it. And um, yeah, that that's an excellent excellent point. Uh, so in, uh, we can move on to something happier, like um, tax reform. Woo! No, we won't. We'll we'll save that for another day. <laughs> Uh, so I had so many so many poignant thoughts. I'm so sad <laughs> to use them now. Well, you can you can uh, call in or tweet I'll, I'll, in. Yeah, I'll mail them in. But um, so you've worked all, at these sh- uh, shows this size before. Yeah, absolutely. And and uh, do you run into security issues? I mean, there's nothing you can do about that because it was it wasn't even part of the it's, menu. Yeah, I mean that's that's the thing with something like a festival uh, like Route 91 or iHeart Festival. I mean, their event space is just there in Vegas, similar to the festival I was at. Life is beautiful last week. I mean, you're just there around hotels. And again, anybody who has access to that hotel suddenly has access to at least viewing what's going on down there or right. potentially endangering the people down there. Um, and I mean, there's tons of security, and it's only getting more beefed up on festival sites uh, as far as how they're doing these things. But again, a lot of these shootings don't seem to happen inside the festival, or if they do, you know, we have also. Um, but now, you know, even my industry, we're starting to move into like now via- vehicle mitigation is becoming a big field because you have these people who drive vehicles into crowds. So now right. a lot more of these events are building up, you know, larger things to keep vehicles right, right, from right. doing stuff like that. Um, so it's it is. 
you can certainly see the industry changing that way. And uh, we go to, um, uh, for example, there's like a, a safety summit that is every year um, that's in Pennsylvania that a lot of people in the industry go to. Um, and usually it's about like weather and, you know, maybe some lawyer stuff and some, you know, but uh, more and more it is increasing where it's becoming, okay, well, how do we defend against this now? I mean, right, how do we make right. sure people can go and feel safe and enjoy themselves? And, and like you said, you know, where there's a, a will, people will figure out a way to do some damage, you know, or they will try to. Um, if in, in countries in France uh, last week, there was somebody attacked people someone at a subway stop with a knife and cut two people yep uh and that will happen but if you do the the preemptive measures you have people take off their shoes you put big ass you know barriers to to prevent cars from hurting other people have common sense you know gun control then the there are fewer tools out there or less right. less damaging tools um yeah that's uh, that's sad. I mean, this is a scary time we live in, uh, and it's not about um, terrorism, you know, no. I mean, it, or, or domestic terrorism. Yeah, it's not about uh, ideology necessarily. It's about a, a lot of different things. Um, and Jane says that taxes are her area of expertise. Oh, that's right. Well, well there you go. You can wait, have wait Jane Skype next, in, and yeah, next next week. Wait for it, Jane. Um, so other news that, that is part of your, um, oh, Chris Miller just, oh, he just tweeted in, he just tweeted in a picture of, of Adele, uh, for you. For me? Yes. Hi, Chris. If you're listening, I wish, uh, I hope you are, I hope you're doing well. Um, so back to your industry, have you ever worked a Tom Petty show? Uh, no, I have not worked at Tom Petty. I've been to Tom Petty shows, but I've never worked. Yeah. Before. How, how were his shows? Oh, wonderful. Uh, uh, Tom Petty puts, always put on a great show. And, uh, I actually, I have a coworker that's like his guy. Um, so he saw him a lot this year, specifically on this tour. And I heard this year, this tour was amazing. I heard it's one of the better tours to see. Yeah. And I actually had plans at one point to try to see it early on and kind of like, you know, glossed over. And of course here I am now like, ah, I wish I'd gone, you know? Yeah. No, I have a friend. As you always do. I have a friend who works on for him or oh, really? worked for him. Yeah. On the tour. And yeah. And would travel with him and, and I, I haven't reached out to him yet. Uh, so if you didn't know, Tom Petty passed away uh, yesterday. He had um, was found unconscious in his Malibu home and yep. was taken to the hospital where he was, uh, they could not revive him. So uh, our hearts go out to the, the Petty family. Um, I'm, uh, I'm, there's some, he's a polarizing guy. I know, or as a musician, some people don't like him. I, I was always a fan. Yeah, absolutely. Um, he, he did. What was, what was your favorite Petty era? <sighs> I mean, I, I tend to lean a little bit more towards his earlier catalog as well. But I, I don't know, man. I mean, it start. I mean, I think I feel like as a kid, the first kind of song that got me into it probably was like Mary Jane's Last Dance, and uh-huh. then kind of going backwards from there and asking my father about who this guy was and diving uh, deeper into his. Yeah, well, like I'm probably close in age to your dad, but like I had "Damn the Torpedoes," you know, growing up. Sure, and that's a great album. Oh, fantastic album! And that was the one with Refugee on it, and then also like Full Moon Fever is a is a great album. Wildflowers is a great album. Yep, and. uh yeah, so it, it, it's it, it, you just never thought like, oh, there's a guy who's like, 
He's know. just kind of a constant presence. Right. It's like, it's like right. kind of like Bob Dylan, although, you know. Yeah, he looks the same age as he did in 1979, right. you know, right. just a little more facial hair, and you just think he's he's going to be healthy, you know, and it's it's... Who knows what was behind all that? Uh, that, um, but he will be missed. Yeah, absolutely. Um, where? When was the last time you saw him? Uh, oh, it would have been years now. Um, I want to say probably six years ago or something. It was quite a huh. while ago, um, but I've seen him twice, so I got some some shows in there. Um, oh, I do want to also just uh, on the media watch note. One thing um, I, I've been watching, Big Mouth. I mean, that's oh, Nick. that's the new Nick. Yeah, I watched. Yeah. Uh, I watched two episodes of it. It's cute. I liked it. Yeah, I enjoyed it. I was actually listening to the the comedy Babang uh-huh. uh, that he is on, kind of talking about that show. Yeah, with uh, Manzukas. Manzukas. Yep. Yeah. Um, that I'm. It's cute. It's cute. I don't know if it's hilarious. It's enjoyable and it's it's very. I mean, it's like oh, this is all stuff I think that's relatable to people going through that awkward time in their life. Um, however. Yeah, I don't. I haven't been like laughing out loud at it or anything. Yeah, um, yeah, but it's it, a couple times. But yeah. I, I like John Mulaney a lot. Yes, of course. Uh, and then also, there's a new podcast or, or a second season of a podcast called uh, More Perfect at WNYC. It's a podcast about the Supreme Court. And when you listen to it, you realize how much further we have to strive as a country to become a more perfect uh, union, despite the greatest legal minds supposedly and the most noble of intentions. And the, this first um, episode focuses on uh, Fred Korematsu, an, an American citizen who was born here, unsuccessfully fought the government internment of uh, Japanese Americans during World War II mm-hmm. after Pearl Harbor. And for those of you who say that the Constitution and the Bill of Rights are, is some sort of sacred document, uh, the U.S. government interred over 110,000 Japanese Americans during World War II, most of whom were U.S. citizens who lost land, businesses, livelihoods because of racist paranoia and were forced to live in horse stalls, like right, just like five miles from here. There right. are, are uh, San Anita horse stalls. They were the L.A., Southern California Japanese were sent there, lived there for in like just shit and dust for months before being sent off to internment camps in, camps in the middle of, middles of nowhere. Uh, and it's fucking crazy that American citizens were stripped of their rights in the in the interest of supposedly, you know, public safety or the nation's safety. And it's still defended today by weird pundits like Michelle Malkin on Fox News and all other conservative outlets. It's it's shocking to me. No, yeah, it is it is it's terrifying. And again, you know, we as Americans always love to uh to sit there and point fingers at the Germans for the things that happened during World War Two. Uh, which certainly were horrific and awful, but um, even though they didn't really happen, um, but they, uh, yeah, it's, they right, like to right, they have do. a blind eye to the things that America has done uh, in protection of its own freedoms and safety. Hey, Chris, if you're listening, why don't you Skype in and uh, join us for a bit, and um, we'll we'll talk to hook uh, you and Peter up for a little bit. Um, Tyson said that he really started paying attention during Full Moon Fever and Traveling Wilburys Volume 1. Oh, love Traveling Wilburys. Uh, yeah, yeah, that was a really fun super group. Um, wait, uh, so I am going to see Blade Runner. We talked about it last week, but I'm just, I was watching it again, and I just got really excited about it. Um, you've seen Blade Runner, right? Of course. Are you a fan? I am. Uh, and are you excited about 
I am very excited. I, I think I'm going to try to crank it out Friday night. I'm like loading my pod on Friday, so that might be the activity after. Are you, for your spaceship? Uh, yes, I have to fly back to my planet. Uh huh. Planet Nutmeg. Uh, no, loading my loading a pod. Nutmegania. <laughs> loading my pod is a euphemism. Uh, uh, I see. For what I do alone. <laughs> uh, no, yeah, I'm, you're a I'm, drug mule, I'm, and you're just putting yep. pods of heroin. But for myself, I just do it to, just for fun, <laughs> just, just for, to practice. Yeah, I'm an amateur. Yeah, I, you know, I just walk in places and like knowing it's there. <laughs> uh, I uh, no, I got one of those. Uh, luckily, work's paying for it. One of those gigantic pod container things that's going to drop off, and I'm going to load that and ship that back east. And are you going to drive back? E- Nope, nope, I'm flying. Oh, I fly back a week from this past Sunday. Oh, so nice. I'm I'm gone soon. Wow, and but you but you have a car here, right? I have a work vehicle, so luckily I can just go bye. Oh, that's work. awesome. Yeah, yeah, wow, that's great. Yeah, well, I'd, you will be missed. California will miss you, but I'm sure you'll come back. Yeah, visit, I'll be right? I'll be visiting quite a bit. I mean, we still have the main office here, so right. I'll definitely be coming back for a lot of things and still be traveling to shows. So I'll still be all over the country and hopefully here when I can. Yeah. Um, I tw- tweet at Krista Cullen. Um, well, I was watching. There, there's that scene when Joanna Cassidy like runs through the. She's wearing that like the plastic with the glass. Coat. Yeah, with the yeah. glass. Oh yeah, that's. It's it, one of the worst shots. That, I was saying like all the special. I think I said last week like how well it holds up and like how it created this whole world. That one scene. Is, well, have you? It depends on which cut you watch because the. F- Final cut, I think they like kind of digitally make it so it looks a little bit better. I don't, I haven't seen the final cut in a while. I actually re, re like downloaded it recently to watch it, hopefully before right, right. the new one. And I just, I haven't gotten there yet to watch it. It, yeah, it's that. Well, I, I, I've got, I had it on Laserdisc, you know, and that was oh, just, so that the, was probably the theatrical cut, yeah, then, right? Yeah. So that has the voiceover and everything. Uh, or, yes, okay. it has it, yeah, but it is just shockingly um bad like t- bad wig doesn't look yep. anything like her no nope, nope. and the glass is and it's like, such a beautiful scene but you're just taken completely out of it by like that's not her right right because it's, it's all in slow motion like no 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 you should just do it in normal motion yeah. so we can't see if you, if you kind of just like like block her head you can right. kind of get and this, this waffers thin like you know sh- sugar glass yep. like yep. uh and i i guess there that's why she wore the plastic ring jacket was to protect the the stunt person oh really yeah huh yeah, I, I did a commercial once where I had to wear a plastic rain jacket like that. It was like supposedly in the future and like within 30 seconds. It just, just sweating. It's just yeah. all steamed up. And so but yeah. before each take, some, some wardrobe person had to come and pat me down to like get all the condensation Jeez. off and, then, and roll. And yeah. Yeah, it was so disgusting. <laughs> it, I, so, um, but yeah, I, I couldn't be more excited. And, and I think like... It's crazy to think like all that shit was miniature, you know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, absolutely. And and, that's, and, and matte paintings and stuff like and most of it holds up. Most I of mean, it holds it up. It still yeah. really does hold up. It's it's a wonderful. I mean, visually, it's such a beautiful movie. And I think I think this one looks incredibly visually appealing. I think that's right, what. Uh, right. But it's. I'm glad it's getting good reviews at least. I know. I'm so excited. I will be seeing it with Dan Etheridge. Oh, really? Yeah, on very Sunday, nice. he will be in for the weekend. Oh, lovely. Yeah. So that's that's very exciting. Wow. Um, yeah. Um, but uh, it's kind of crazy that it seems like it it might make some money too, considering the original Blade Runner didn't. Yeah, uh, you the, know, yeah. It, the original Blade Runner went horribly over budget mm-hmm. and like and over schedule, and uh, and it sounded like it 
it shouldn't have been made. No, yeah, it didn't. It sounded like it almost didn't get made. Yeah, rather like nobody was that excited about the screenplay, and like the the story is not really that strong, but it's just such an engrossing movie, you know. And I, think I agree through the acting and through the world that that he created. It's just so it's so damn pretty. I mean, it's so right. good to look at. Really, is yeah, what it comes absolutely. down to. I think you can't deny that. And. Uh, um, okay, so let me ask you this. Do you have a, considering that you, you said you have the laser disc, so I imagine the theatrical cut's the one you've seen the most. S- spoiler alert for anybody who hasn't seen Blade Runner, are you uh, of the mindset that Harrison Ford is a, a replicant or is not a replicant? Well, uh, <laughs> or do you not have an opinion either way? Well, I, I think in one of the cuts, the one with the unicorn, you know. Which is the director's the cut director's and it's cut. in the final cut, I believe, as well. Yeah, that to me made it clear that because, you know, it's what's in his dream that he's a replicant. Right. Uh, and I, I guess it doesn't... And, and there's so many teases in it. You know, have you take you know have you taken the test or whatever? Right, you know? right, right, right. Uh, and that I don't... Yeah, I think it's pretty clear. But I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, no, I think it's, I think it's completely clear. I think, I think even in the, the story, it's based off of the... Uh, 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 what is it? Electric Sheep. Uh, Do Androids Dream, Dream of Electric, Electric Sheep. Sheep by Philip K. Dick. Okay, but. Yeah, right. I'm a huge Dick fan. I love that Dick. Um, You're I think, not the first on that show to make that joke. I know, I know. But it's true. I do, I do like him as, uh, as an author. Um, I, think, I think it is supposed to be that he is, is a replicant. And, but I'm just curious where they're going to go for this sequel. Are they going to? Because I think uh, I read an article recently where in like Harrison Ford's mind. He looks older. He, he thinks. Well, yeah, right. Yeah, sure. How do you explain that away, first of all? Um, but in Harrison Ford's mind, he said he always thought that he was a human, that he wasn't a replicant. Like, he disagrees oh, that the character's a replicant. Although, yeah, it's kind of hard with that director's cut to not think otherwise. Where is Sean Young in all this? <laughs> like, she's so gorgeous yeah. in that movie. And it's weird to think, uh, like, how she's kind of batshit crazy. Yep. Uh, well, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. On another... Um, and another story, I just, I, have you heard of, there's a, a company called Big O Tree Games. It's a Canadian game. No. A- and they um, have this indie video game. Oops. We'll, we'll put that on hold. We have a call, ladies and gentlemen. Are we live? Oh, we are live. Hey. Hey, it's Chris Miller, everybody. Hey, Chris Miller. Back from the dead. Wow, yes. Um, you, <laughs> you added even more bass to your voice. Uh, how's it going, Chris? It, it's been uh, crazy. I, I wouldn't know where to begin. <laughs> uh, try. What's it been, Marty? Three, four months? Something like that, yeah. You said you were gonna you were taking a break, um, and I didn't quite know what that meant. But uh, what what have you been doing for the past few months? Oh, uh, <laughs> I've got a a clip show in my head as you say that. Um, well, I, I actually was in L.A. Uh, right about the time I took my little hiatus. Um, I was in town for E3. Right, right. Um, that was when I was out of town. Yeah. Well, you, oh, you missed so much fun, Marty. We had a missing girl. <laughs> uh, um, let's see. I did that. Well, oh, 
home, had Comic-Con, had an even better time. Uh, somewhere along the way, I started my own. Oh, you're coming in and out. In and out yeah, Chris. you're cutting in and out, Chris. Yeah, and administering a forum. Are you started? Uh, I think that, I don't know who's in that is. Let me. Oh, jeez. All right, can you hear me now? Uh, Yeah. All right, there we go. Sorry, so running you, multiple devices. You started a what? Uh, I became an administrative uh, member of a forum, and we started a podcast. Oh, very good. What 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 is the podcast? Uh, well, it's <laughs> it's kind of funny because we haven't done an episode in a while. It's uh, kind the kind of wrestling show. The kind wrestling show. The kinda. Oh, kind of wrestling show. Okay. Uh, yeah, it's been a while. <laughs> yeah. Um, and you, you and and Chris got to hang out a couple times, right? When uh, during his tenure here, we hung out. We hung out while he was here for E three. Yeah. Oh, very good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and yeah. now he's going away. What? What? Share some thoughts about that. It's it's super disheartening because as most of our, it's he's almost Adam Strange. Um, I miss him by very few in, like moments. And uh, a primary example is I'm actually coming into L.A. literally the day after he leaves for three days, and I can't convince him to stay. <laughs> it's not me you have to convince. It's Brittany. Oh. She's uh, never going to say yes. Exactly. You know that. Yep, I do. I do. <laughs> um, uh, it is a little sad, you know. Uh, timing is everything. Oh. Uh, so, but uh, life is going well for you otherwise? Yeah, uh, a little tired, a lot of work in the last few months, and um, this looks like it's going to be my last year here. Um, Uh-oh. Cut out right for the good stuff. Yeah, yeah. You there? Yeah, I'm here. Oh, okay, yeah. Last we heard was just not sure what the lag. Uh, last year here is the last thing we heard. Yeah, uh, this is my last year in San Diego. Okay, and then where are you going to move after that? Oh man. oh man, we're we're missing it's the juicy stuff. It's cutting out right stuff. at the perfect time. <laughs> oh, I'll answer for him. He's going to Iceland. Say L.A. several oh. times over. Oh, L.A. LA. Okay, there he is. very good. <laughs> uh, well, you, you, when you come up, you'll have to join us in for a podcast. Oh, most definitely. Um, it's it's exciting. I'm really bummed out. Peter won't be there. Oh well, he'll, maybe he'll come. I'll back. be visiting. Yeah, maybe we'll time one when you're both in town, and uh, so you can both be on. Yeah, on I mean, there'll be times where I probably even come up here for like a week, maybe do some job visits, and just hang out at the office here. So I'll, I'll, I'll definitely be, uh, be making my rounds. Yeah, um, but hey, uh, because we're having technical difficulties, Chris, I might have to let you go, but um, we'll definitely have you on again. It'd be my pleasure. Uh, I just got to figure out my schedule now because <laughs> everything just seems to take time. And uh, yes. I do just want to say uh, I'm very happy for you, Pete, uh, despite my bitching about, you know, you're not being around. Uh, um, Brittany seems like a really terrific person. And I'm happy that you I mean, if you're a friend of Peter's, you can see how happy he's been lately. And it's really a great thing to see. And that's sick. all you'd want for a friend. Yeah, absolutely. All right, Chris. We'll talk to you Thank later. Thank you, Chris. I, I really appreciate that. Yeah, no problem, Pete.
Good Love you, man. Brother. I'll see you soon. Take it easy. Now, would you guys have known each other without this podcast? No, not at all. Wow. That's so amazing. Bringing people together. Bringing people together. Uh, well, Chris, it's great to hear from you, and uh, I'm glad you're, you're alive and well. You know what? I, for, I forgot to mention, just speaking of uh, people from the show, I actually uh, hung out with John Piricello. Wow. In Atlanta what? Like last month. Yeah, I was. I saw on his Instagram he was in Atlanta, and I was there for work, and he was there for work, and I was like, hey, I'm going to be in town around and so we went to the aquarium together how awesome it was fantastic isn't he the greatest guy we had such a nice time i was john is awesome he's just he's so on the show funny and interesting and yeah uh, we had a a great time oh that's so so great to hear and what was he shooting uh it was it was shooting a pilot for something i can't remember the name of it i think it was fox man i forget exactly what it was is doing uh, great yeah no it was it was cool and uh i I we didn't get to dive as deeply into twin peaks i like to Uh we talked a little bit about things so Uh i I root for him every time i've seen him on screen so did he have a good role in he actually yeah he's in a lot of episodes this season i mean he's not a like i would say a major player but he's definitely like a reoccurring character um and you know if they ever did push it forward you know maybe could even come back i don't know but it's uh he was he was great all right well um Wow, that's good. Did you like Twin Peaks? I did. I mean, as per other seasons of Twin Peaks, it's pretty fucking baffling. And yeah. uh, uh, but I, you know, it's one of those shows where I'll be sitting there watching it, and, I'll, and, and honestly, I watched most of it with Brittany, so we we're kind of saving episodes and watching them when we could. But it's one of those shows I'll probably be sitting there and going, God, "I fucking hate this show," and then, oh, I love this show," you know, in the same breath because it just does that to you, right? Uh, Oh, uh, Tyson said that he just read that Blade Runner is set two years from now. And speaking of Dick, um, <laughs> like one thing I reason I think that Blade Runner works is that it's not faithful to the original source material. Right, it's not even really trying to be right the source material. It just point. has it's like inspired by right. And if you read other Dick, if you take in other Dick, um, it never gets old. <laughs> it's old. Sorry, uh, it. Like, they're very hard to to adapt if you're going just on plot. Yeah. Like, there's so much about it that is sort of conceptual. It's kind of like drawing a picture of Cthulhu. You're like, it, you kind of have to just do your own thing. Yeah, you know? yeah. It's the uh, unknowable horror. Right, right. And so there's like like weird things. Like, there, did you ever read Ubik? Um, no, I've not read Ubik. Basically, it's about Jesus in the form of an aerosol spray that you spray on yourself or something like that. I forget mm. e- exactly what it was, but it's like one of these things, and you're just like, that is so fucking cool. But it just exists as this weird, like, fever dream science fiction book uh, that was written by a speed freak right. who that you would never, like, think you couldn't intuitively think of how to, to make it a, a movie. Someone will come along and, and take try a, take a nugget out of there and and extrapolate right inspire right. have it inspire something. I mean, I think I think animation could is one of the few places you could maybe take some of those ideas or maybe like a comic book form. But you're right, either way, it's still it's still going to be just yeah. an interpretation yeah. of his work. And I haven't seen a Scanner Darkly, and, and I feel bad. I really enjoy a Scanner Darkly, but I never I haven't read the source on that one. Uh-huh. But I but I but I really enjoy the movie right. um, for what it is, and it's very. But it's again, it feels. I mean, just from watching it, I can same same sort of thing. It feels like it takes a nugget from whatever that story probably is, and then just kind of expounds on certain points and not and not others. So right, right. Um, 
And have you been watching The Man in the High Castle, as Tyson is? I have not been, no. My, my sister even keeps telling me I need to watch it, and I just haven't gotten there. Um, it's just kind yeah. of buried I mean, I the read of the, I read the book in college, and I really liked it, but I have not seen the show. I mean, there's just too much stuff out there. We'll, we'll get to that. Uh, okay, so back to this, this, this big O tree oh, right. game. Yeah, so yeah. They, have, uh, this, they have one game, and it's called Dirty Chinese Restaurant, and it's a... It's a simulation game, you know, where you try to run a, you can either run a prestigious, according to their words, uh, a prestigious oriental establishment or a real filthy dive. And part of the game includes like serving up cats and dogs. Wow. Yeah. Okay. And so it's like a real racist version of Tapper. Right. Exactly. Racist Tapper. And if you big o tree of course spells out bigotry that that and they they defend their game that uh saying that it is uh influenced that is it is mainly satire and comedy influenced by the classically politically incorrect shows we grew up watching such as south park all in the family sanford and son family guy simpsons and chappelle show so uh... and our game in no way is meant to be an accurate representation of chinese culture so you can't be mad. They're, they're just being funny. Right. It's just satire. Okay. Let's explain what satire <laughs> is. Satire is like not just perpetuating a stereotype. Right. It's, it's putting a mirror in front of society to show the, the hypocrisy. Which all of those things he listed basically do. Right. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So like, all those shows do that very well. So you haven't really watched South Park right, then. Right. You just thought... Isn't it funny when they throw up or when Kenny's head falls off? You right, know, like right. that you completely miss the point. And it's, I mean, there, there have been all sorts of offensive games out there, postal and all that stuff. And, and there've been blatantly racist games on all sides of the spectrum. But I, I just, well, I, free speech, right? This is, sure. this is free speech. And what we can do is uh, call it out. Uh, call out the racism and not buy the game. So don't play that game, everybody. Don't go to bigotreegames.com. <laughs> yeah, hey, what platforms is that on? <laughs> uh, sponsor of today's show. Uh, explains why we do so well in the ratings. Bigotry you know. and ex-hamster. Here we are. Yeah. Uh, and Oh, Jadlin just joined us. Um, hi, Jadlin. Hi, Jadlin. So uh, let's, let's go to... Let's just get into some the mail sack because I think we got some good stuff in. And... This would be a good time for me to press a button. It's so hard to reach. For the listeners, Marty is pressing a button. We're going to dip into the mail sack. Mail sack, mail sack. Come on, get my hands in that mail sack. Yeah, that was great. That was Great. I think we need the long version once in a while, you know, just to really uh, annoy everybody. <laughs> <laughs> I was like trying to give you the stink. I was trying to generate the stink. I was like, what are you saying? Uh, um, oh, so we did have a, uh, a bunch of people emailed us about uh, a little breakdown we had with um, episodes not dropping. And that was um, right. a, sort of a communication mix up. And uh, we had three episodes that dropped over the weekend, I think. So you're welcome. Yeah, I had to. I I don't even know if I've listened to the most recent. I was playing catch up over the the weekend. Yeah, uh, it was awesome. Uh, As they always are. 
So thank you for letting us know because I never check up on this stuff because I don't subscribe to my own podcast because why would I? So uh, always good to let me know. And uh, Ryan Isaacs, Ryan from Australia says, uh, I wrote in a couple weeks ago to rave about Dave Made a Maze and made a comment about creating art. Marty, you asked me to write back in and elaborate a little. I'm a writer, or at least try to be. At this point, I've had only a single short story published. Congratulations. That's amazing. And it was online and unpaid. Doesn't matter. Um, So barely counts. Yeah, a lot more than me. Even if it was on your own blog, it's fine. That's great. Um, I recently finished the first draft of a young adult novel and I'm planning to start edits and rewrites next week once uh, some people from my writing group have given me feedback. Uh, So your girlfriend... Brittany. Brittany. She's a, a writer. She's she a novelist. She's a, written... a young adult novelist, nonetheless. Yeah. How did she uh, break into that world? God, this is why you have to have her on. Um, I, I asked if she was in town, you know, and know, didn't bring her by. Well, I, she couldn't make the trip. Um, come on, you don't want to fly, fly 3,000 miles to be on a podcast? Yeah. Um, but uh, I mean, I know she's been. I mean, she's very. She writes a lot, or has been writing most of her life. She's she's very prolific in that sense, and has written other short stories and things. Oh right, she she's also like um, doesn't understand the word like take a break. Yeah, no, she's she's just constantly going at all times. So yeah. she's uh, uh, which is one more incredible thing about her. Um, but uh, but so I know that this kind of her her young adult novel is is based on her life and a lot of her experiences, her main characters kind of goes through, um, you know, a different, a bit different journey than certainly her in her own personal life, but a, of similar themes and that sort of thing. Um, and then basically she went on this road trip with a friend that ended up inspiring pretty much the main, the first book is, is kind Uh of like a road trip kind of book. Um, so that's, I mean, that's really where the ideas kind of all came together and built that first book. But, uh, but certainly she had a bigger thing in mind. Her second book's currently with her editor. Um, but should be, I think, coming along fairly soon. Right. Oh, that's um, awesome. Although she doesn't need another thing right now to concentrate on because, you know, she's got a right, lot Right, because she's got to make you dinner every Right, night. exactly. And, yeah. Yeah. Get me a beer. Yeah. <laughs> I'm playing GTA. Come on. Uh, to avoid this from becoming a mail statement, this is back to Ryan's email, uh, I might throw uh, in a question that relates vaguely to my writing. When I write, I occasionally have a bowl of M&Ms next to my laptop. I only eat a few at a time, but it provides a quick sugar rush. I've done this enough times that I've come to associate M&Ms with writing. My question is, do you have a specific food that has come to, uh, that you associate with a specific activity? Um, thanks for the free funny. Ryan from Australia. Email over. Um, is scotch a food? <laughs> and is... Marijuana, a yeah, food? Yeah, is watching por- porn is that is that an activity? Uh, do you do you smoke pot? I do. Oh, I wish I did. Legally, yeah. It, what about in Connecticut? That's gonna be an issue. <laughs> Massachusetts is just a drive away. <laughs> you can go, oh, you can get it in Massachusetts. Yeah, well, it's it's, it's turning legal there as well. Um, I don't know how soon they're gonna have storefront dispensaries or whatever else, but uh, I think I'll be able to make ends meet. I'm, I'm not. Are there certain activities that are like that are PG uh, that are just better when you're stoned? All of them. <laughs> um, eating, sleeping, drinking. No. Uh, no, I mean, I, I like to, uh, it's funny cause, uh, 
originally when I, I, I was one of those people who smoked pot at a young age, kind of stopped smoking pot for like six years and then kind of came back to it later on in life. Right. Um, and uh, I used to, when I kind of started re-smoking, I kind of used to only do it when I was being, when I was writing or something like that. And then it kind of filtered into other aspects of my life as it tends to do. Um, but I actually even like, I, I, I really like smoking pot and going for a run. Really? Or doing yoga. Like it's it because you kind of can get into this zoned out oh, zone where you right, just kind right, of like right. not really and again I'll listen to a podcast or maybe some more motivational music or something. And uh yeah, I just don't I kind of just it's it's a nice kind of almost meditation at a point because your right. brain is just kind of doing whatever it's doing high and then oh, your body's really going interesting. following it. Yeah. So wow. I do enjoy doing that. I should try that. Uh at work they have like you know, they have like a basket full of or lots of baskets full of free food. And I'll grab dark chocolate. And I'm not a, a big chocolate person, but I, like I sure it. do enjoy it. I like some good bitter dark chocolate. Yeah. Yep. And uh, yeah, I think liking sweet, having a sweet tooth and liking chocolate are two different things. Agreed. Yeah. You know? Agreed. Because uh, chocolate is like complex, especially the dark stuff. Um, uh, but in general, um, like when I write, I think it's just, I think it's maybe. Is Adderall a food? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Not when you're snorting it, Marty. <laughs> Wait, that's, that, uh, that my nose is supposed to be blue. Um, uh, yeah, I, mean, I guess. I, see, I, when I when I get in the zone, whether it be work or writing or something, I, I do the opposite. I do not eat. Like right. my stomach no, exactly. shuts off. Usually, I have yeah. tea. Tea is always my thing. So yeah. I usually have a pot of tea, like brewing, and I'm you know pouring myself cups. But I don't really. I don't eat. My brain shuts off my my hunger centers, and I just kind of when I'm go through. I totally agree. Like when I'm the most productive, it's just like my eyes are on the screen and my fingers are moving, and I, I will have tea. Yeah, it becomes but, a problem for me at work. I'll I'll work like a whole day and be like, oh, I forgot to eat again. That's never happened to me. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's that's never been a problem. I've never been like people have been like, oh, I'm so depressed, I can't eat anything. I'm like. Oh well, that's a different story. When I'm depressed. I'm like, give me a bag of smart food popcorn yeah, yeah. on a couch. Yeah, exactly. And oh, I'm happy. Let's eat. <laughs> like, oh, I'm mildly, uh, uh, I'm mildly indifferent. Yeah. Let's eat. Yeah. <laughs> well, and that's where the marijuana comes in handy. Yeah. yeah. And Steve Owens writes and says, a couple of weeks ago we were talking about white supremacists, and you found a number that was eight percent, or roughly thirty million Americans support white nationalism. As the white devil myself, I'm not sure what ni- white nationalism means or how I would define it in a poll. So I do question that poll and those numbers. But my point is that even though it is a relatively small percentage of ass cracks, the rest of us are being painted with the same brush. That is an unfortunate, is what I'm saying. Uh, love you, mean it. Um, yeah, that, that I, I don't, yeah, I, I guess. But as is every uh, uh, race yeah. or creed of people, exactly. I mean, as of every black person ever in yeah, this country. walking down the street or driving a car. marginalized because of, uh, you know, one that, bad apple spoiling the bunch. Right, right. Uh, and, yeah, that's that's how people function, is they, uh, they want to find quick and easy meaning, so... They look at you and they say, oh, you're white, you're a racist. They look at a black person, they say, oh, you're black, you're going to, you know, murder me. Right. And you look at an Asian person and you like, you just look right through them. Uh, <laughs> I, don't, I don't cast them in anything. Right, right. exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's, I think, a, a natural tendency. And I think that, um, I actually think that is an evolutionary thing, is, is to make quick decisions, is that, that we make generalizations. Yeah, I'm sure, if you, if, I'm sure if you looked at, like, the brain as it was lighting up and how those decisions are made, I think, 
Yeah, it's exactly. It's an evolution. There's a reason you do that, and it's not meant to hurt anybody. It's just maybe what your what your brain does or what people do in general. But I, uh, again, it's hard to again being being a white person. It's I, it's, I didn't notice. I it's didn't notice. yeah. Well, I know I I come off otherwise. Uh, I, I just uh, I think that it's just something. It's not something anybody should have to get used to. However, it is something that. Pretty much everybody else has ever always had to deal with at a point um, that right. hasn't been a white male. Um, so yeah, yeah. Um, oh, I should have said. Uh, well, anyhow, Steve Early writes in uh, now. Then Merps just wanted to say thanks for the uh, the Nunarami, the Nunarami, Nunarami, like the tsunami of. Um, of episodes last week. I was starting to get worried. Props to Darren for jumping into the hot seat at the last minute. Yeah, that was so much fun. Um, did you hear Darren? I did listen to that yeah. episode. That was great stuff. Yeah. Uh, not sure what you'll be on about this week besides the horrendous Vegas shooting. Um, and I'm sure I wouldn't have anything to add that you haven't already. So I'll ask you a question about the biz. Mm. I heard Kevin say that it's considered bad fun form to fund your own stuff, even to the point where some people won't work on it. To fund your own stuff. Why is this? Uh, any chance of uh, Mickey's table reading being done on the pod? Probably not. I think he wants to keep his um, script. Uh, he wants people to see it on the TV before uh, anything. I uh, hope all the Merps and family on both ends of the mic are well. And thanks for the free funny, Steve. Um, I'll take this question. So being somebody in the industry, I'll take this question. Go go for it. Uh, never put your money into any your own project. That's just a rule. That's... They do that in the producers. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's where I learned it, the producers. Yeah. Uh, basically, the, there are very few stories of people putting their money into their own projects and having it be successful. I, I know have a friend who uh, put $5 million into their own movie, um, had big stars in it, and lost it all. Sure. And now is out of the business. And, um, and Kevin Smith even says, you know, I realize I've kind of done this because Clerks was him putting all of those credit cards. I mean, it, it wasn't his money, but it was his money. Yeah. And that worked out, but uh, that but that's, was, that's a bold and... It's anomalous, yeah. yeah. There are a lot of people who... Yeah, I mean, and then there's Hollywood Shuffle, Robert Townsend, but beyond that, it's it's really hard unless you microfund it. Um, yeah, so Coppola does he fund finances his own movie movies these days because he can afford to because he can afford to because he considers himself a winemaker now. He right. makes you know he was a financial failure as a director um, for all his great movies. Uh, like for the most part, like Apocalypse Now was a failure, yep. and um, but The Godfathers were, of course, uh, very successful. But um, he, uh, yeah, American Zoetrope was not a very successful company, even though they made great movies. Um, but he can make a five million dollar movie, or a, and, and have it not worry about having it make his career, right, or make his his bank. Uh, so. And then people will, of course, work on it um, because they want to work with Coppola. Uh, I don't know what Kevin says means by, like, they will, if you finance your own movie, uh, people won't want to work on it. In a way, it's saying that nobody else has faith in it except for yourself. Right. If you don't have anybody else backing your idea, then it's still just your idea. Right. And if somebody's offering you money for, um, for uh, your movie, then. It's yeah, it gives you credibility, right? Uh, the other thing is like if you do what like Blue Ruin did. You ever, do you ever see Blue Ruin? I actually have never seen it. It's so good. Yeah, it's like 
And that was that was a Kickstarter. Right. And what that does is it not only gives you your, your movie credibility, but it generates a little bit of hype and, and it gets people uh, emotionally invested in it, which mm-hmm. is a good thing. If you just say, I'm making a movie, uh, I'm shooting on the weekends. Well, I guess, you know, there are cases where it, I think um, Dax Shepard's movie, first movie was uh, the, the car chase one he did. Um a few years ago, uh, but he just it was just shot on the weekends and stuff like that. But th- again, he it he wasn't doing it. He was doing it as a passion project, f- right. on, as a side project. Like right. he was he was a full time employee on Parenthood, you know, and he was he was plenty busy with that. Uh, if you're just doing it on your own, and it's I think it's really really hard to to do that. Um, uh, but I yeah, I think. It's funny that he should say that when he benefited from it. Like, right. And I, and I think he gives that caveat. I mean, I think he, he will say in his in his podcast or wherever else uh, that that I realize I'm I kinda didn't I kinda didn't follow this model, however. Right. And we missed the top of the hour, so You don't get you. one. You don't get one. Nope. No top of the hour for you. Nope. Jonah Wilson writes in uh, but but that was a really good question and and, and I mean, we could talk a lot about f- film financing. Have you worked? You worked on Dave Made a Maze. Right? That's, that's the only film I've worked on. It's my one IMDb credit. Are you on IMDb? I am now on IMDb. That is Thanks awesome! Yay! Uh, yeah, and that was that, that was somebody else's money. And also, it's just nice to have to not worry about it. Too. Although Bill did put some of his own money into did it, he? didn't he? I think I think must've. I think he did. Yeah. Um, but again, I mean, I think the idea is, yeah, like like Marty said, it's just if no one else is supporting you or backing you, then it just doesn't show that maybe your idea is uh, worthwhile, marketable, or yeah. yeah, worthwhile. I mean, yeah. I guess that's the 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 uh, long and short of but it. But that shouldn't stop people from making movies, not at all, or deter anybody from making any art. I mean, yeah, it's. It, I think that there's a lot of like, I guess if you're looking for serious distribution or or, or for something bigger, like you should probably get financing or use that yourself effort to make a small version of your movie that you can then use right. as a calling card. I think, you know, Cassandra did that with the thing that she's working on now. Um, and then there've been a lot of instances of, of that, of, um, and then, uh, yeah, having something that is tangible that you can show other people is a great thing. And whether you paid for it or somebody else did, it's always better if somebody else did, yep. but, but still, like I think that you know the the joy should be in the creation. So don't let that stop you from making your your own movie. Um, Jonah Wilson writes in, uh, "Morning Murps." In one of the recently dropped pods, you and Mickey were discussing how more and more people are ridding themselves of cable, but the current model isn't really so different. Depending on the person and their media consumption, they might have a subscription to Netflix, HBO, Hulu, Amazon Prime, etc. Um, yeah, that's true. Did you get give up cable? Yeah, uh, well, it's funny. Now that I'm moving back to Connecticut, I'm getting cable just because it was the cheapest way to get the fast internet I wanted. You know, like the one-year deal where it's like, we'll throw in 100 channels and HBO to get you to this price. But I, I haven't had cable for years and years and years and years. I mean, I would say at least... Uh, at least four or five years I haven't really had cable. So I, I don't miss it necessarily. I... Uh, watching sports is about the one thing, like watching football. That's about the one thing I kind of miss. But I have the antenna, so I can get. Oh yeah, if you have the antenna, then you can. Get, you can great. get most of that. Yeah, and, and, it's, and it's like HD. twenty bucks. It's great. Yeah, I'm amazed at how good the quality yeah. is. You yeah. Know? So we, yeah, I have that right now, and then Netflix and and uh, Amazon Prime. But then you know, 
Hulu has Hulu exclusive I have, shows. I have Hulu, Netflix, Amazon Prime, and I use my sister's HBO, although I'll be getting my own from this new cable. Gotcha. So I'm I'm like stacked as, as Right, it is, right, right. So. I mean, I'm thinking about getting Hulu because that, that there's some good stuff on there. And then you can watch the network shows on there right, too. Right, exactly. So. And I was even watching, uh, I did actually have a subscription to CISO as well. Which did is, you really? Which is now gone. Wow. I was, I was one of the only, apparently. Yeah, you're a diehard uh, uh, Scott com- Ackerman. Comedy nerd, I guess. Yeah, you love that Scott Ackerman. I love that you, Scott Ackerman. Um, yeah, uh, but... So, but it is weird though because I am more likely to buy a bundle through a cable thing of like, oh yeah, toss in you know Skinamax and sure. whatever. But if it's like like five dollars a month here as it, like to to get CISO or or I don't know how much Hulu is, but I think but, it's I forget it's like eight ninety nine without commercials and eleven ninety nine or uh, eleven ninety nine without commercials eight ninety nine without. But with. I'm, I'm just like when it's part pieced out like that I'm less likely to, to do it you know if, if you put them all on a checklist I agree I it's easier when it's one paycheck I think what a lot of these subscription services do and are doing is they're banking on the fact that you're going to forget anyway and right. keep doing it like oh I've done that I bought my I, I, I got it I keep forgetting I, I bought my father Netflix for like Christmas and we got him like a, a, a stick and everything and he has not used it I think <laughs> once I'm currently paying for Netflix it's never being used <laughs> Um, but you know that's the uh, a lot of people are saying that about the CBS All Access that oh, you yeah. because yeah. everyone's buying it just to watch the new Star Trek, right? But then people are saying, you know, again they're they're hoping that you'll probably just forget and keep paying that for a while. Oh yeah, my brother-in-law he says he gets HBO one month a year so he can binge watch Game of Thrones, and that's yeah, it's, a lot of people do that too. They'll buy once a year and binge watch the one show and or cancel it. It amazes me, like the uh, uh, speaking to uh, more Chris Miller's world here, the wrestling, uh, like they have the WWE. E network, which you can buy for ten dollars a month, or you can get your pay per view, but pay like I don't know how much pay per view costs anymore. These cost like sixty dollars. Right. Like, well, why wouldn't you just buy that one month subscription for that? Which I've done. Like I'm like, oh, okay, it's WrestleMania. I'll buy it for this one month. Watch the one WWF pay per view. I'm going to watch a year, and then move on. I've never watched wrestling. Oh, except for Glow. I used to watch Glow. Um, and the Netflix show and the original. The original. Yeah. The original. I've, I've only seen a couple episodes of the Netflix show. Uh, I enjoyed it. Yeah, I thought, yeah. I thought uh, everybody did a good job there. Uh, so Jonah goes on, I discussed with my girlfriend the possibility of giving up television. There's so much quality programming out there, and I'm sure I'd enjoy uh, watching all of it. But I feel time spent watching television is time not spent actively creating. Um, in an effort to force myself to pursue creative endeavors, I figured freeing myself from the shackles of television and Reddit would be a great way to go. My question is, if you were to sacrifice one of your media consumption habits in favor of creating, uh, what, which would you sacrifice and what would you create? Have a great week, Jonah. Hey, Jonah, let us know what you, uh, you create. What sort of shit are you going to create by giving up television? Um, do you write as well then? Not as much as I used to. Mm-hmm. I used to be more uh, prolific, but I I don't I haven't really. Re- I mean, honestly, since becoming uh, the project manager of this job the past two years, it's become one of those things where uh, I'm just <laughs> pretty exhausted at the end of the day, and sure. I don't really have as much uh, I guess time, or don't put as much time forth creatively. However, I'm hoping that kind of changes with the move to Connecticut because I will. Yeah. have a lot more time to get my work done early and kind of be able oh, to right. spend some time. And I'll be working remotely. There'll just be less distractions. So I think I'm moving towards a point where I can hopefully be more creative and, and dive into some stuff. What were you uh, writing? Uh, I've written a few issues of a comic book idea, um, some short film stuff. Uh-huh. Just, I don't know, off just different little projects here and there. Do you ever shoot anything? 
No, not really. No. Not really? No. No. It's a yes or no question. No, it's a no. It's <laughs> a no. All right. I'm going to look you up on YouTube and see what I get. Uh, you'll find like a GoPro stop motion video I made when I worked at an REI like six years ago. So that's you pretty much did all make my something. YouTube. Yeah, right. That's pretty much all it's, that's on my YouTube it's is me playing with of, my GoPro. Yeah, a bunch of... Uh, Bunch of REI sweats, uh, long johns, you know, doing a little dance. Uh, it was actually it was like a floor move, so it was like you know striking the floor one way and building it up another way, and it was just a little stop motion. With I was like the social media guy, so I was oh. making making content. Oh, that's very cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Oh, what, what would you get rid of, Marty? Oh, I mean, I would get rid of everything. I think that's what I've sort of tried to do. Like that's why I'm so behind, but. I you know I spend like three hours in a a, a day in in a car just like driving to and from work, so like that eats up a lot of time. Being married eats up a lot of time. That's I mean that's a, it's an excuse for sure, but I, I like you like I really being you know very ADD. Like I my brain needs to constantly be engaged with something, and it's just so easy to put on a podcast and put on. Uh, YouTube and go through Reddit and it's so much easier to occupy my brain that way than actually Yeah, and I I have create. to go I have to go one step further with that. Like I have to like still multitask when I'm relaxing, like listen to a podcast and like playing a racing video game or something just so like I have like the physical and the mental being taken care right. of. And yeah. And I'm happily distracted in my little zen state, but yeah, I I think I would probably get rid of TV and and or video games, I guess if I was really trying to. But again, it's like I spend what maybe an hour if that doing those things, you know, a day, right. maybe I'm working from home and then I just throw something on the background that I'm not really watching, but like uh, once I start playing a video game, I, I won't, won't stop. So I just can't do that. Oh, see, I, I'm like, I don't know if it's something with just who my brain now or these days, I'm like the complete opposite where it's like, I, I like play a game for like 15, 20 minutes. I'm like, I'm so bored. I'm done with this. And then oh. and I have like a, t- I have way too many video games. Right, right. Right. I don't play any of them. You know, they just kind of sit there and collect dust. Uh, so yeah, I, I will try to get, do more creating i don't i don't know what to create yet still working it working it out but uh definitely media consumption is is going down so that's a good thing and if anybody should uh look up anybody's youtube it should be you marty i should look up my own youtube Uh, i know i've seen some of your 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 work i used to be creative jonah back in the day and it's you just get it just gets yeah it got jaded (laughs) Next question. <laughs> Fuck you, Jonah. Never email in again. Don't create anything. Go away. Art is dead. <laughs> Our last uh, message is from Chris Miller, who... Hey. hey you just emailed. Oh, you just wrong. It's not enough that you Skype in? Jesus. Uh, he says, since Skype is being a duck, I figured I'd type my thoughts out better. My relationship with Peter is perfectly surmised by the very fact that I'm missing his final day by a day. <laughs> so close and wishing we could hang out. Uh, we may not live in the same town, but uh, to know he is not a short ride away anymore is truly saddening. I met Peter through Nooner back when Bill and Emily were around, uh, when he offered to let me live with him after hearing my email read the week before. A joke about him turning me into a walrus later, and I had an amazing friend. Uh, the offer of lodging was the perfect example of who he is, kind, caring, uh, who freely gives of himself. I'm lucky to count myself among his friend, friends, and I'm grateful to do so. I'm very happy he's found someone, some, someone so wonderful. Brittany is awesome and a ton of fun. Eventually, I'll take you up on the offer of the East Coast visit. Uh, we still have wrestling shows to attend here. You're not getting off that easy. Wishing you Godspeed and a lifetime of ha- happiness. Love you always, Peter. 
Uh, love you, Peter. Your friend always, Chris Miller. C.L. Miller. Uh, what a lovely, Thanks, lovely Chris. Uh, message. I'll Venmo you later. Uh, <laughs> no, that was very sweet, Chris. And, uh, and the feeling's mutual. Um, it's a bummer that I'm going to be leaving this coast and a lot of uh, a lot of my connections and certainly our our budding friendship. But uh, I know we'll stay in touch through through the Twitter and texts and emails. And I'll be I'll be coming out here and scheduling around uh, PWG shows. So we'll make it happen. Uh, but back to uh, the previous question, Darren said that oh. he edits podcasts while watching TV shows. Learn to multitask. Um, and then. Um, Tyson put together a track, track 29, on the Halloween-themed charity album, um, Combat Radio Halloween Halloween 3. And you can get it at cdbaby.com. But, you know, multitasking, I do that at work, and I'll have, like, just, like, political punditry playing on one window. For no reason except to just occupy my brain. There's just yeah. There's got to be that level. It's like, I can't actively listen, but there's got to be something kind of there. To... But then when I start actually doing work, like, and I'm actually doing like meaningful stuff, I have to turn it off because I can't focus. Oh really? Like, See, my brain will just kind of like shut it out, and I'll just kind of start focusing, and then I'll forget that I even turned something on. And I yeah, I realize I just need distraction. Or I just want distraction, and that's different from needing distraction. Yeah, I think that's a lot of times what it is for me, I, too. I have an, an impulse control problem when it comes to that, sure. and, and a lot of things. Uh, but uh, Oh, and then Evan says, um, Evan Cardi of Roseville, mm-hmm. says that uh, he asks if we've watched Star Trek Discovery. Have oh, you, there you go. Have I have not, because I haven't decided to pay the CBS All Access for it. Yeah. But uh, I've heard good things. I've heard good things about the first two episodes. Evan is disappointed. Oh. Yeah. Why are you disappointed, Evan? Let us know so we can not watch it. Yeah, I heard, I heard that it was a decent first two episodes, but that the feeling is that the rest of the show might not feel like those first two uh, episodes. So I'm not sure what that, what that means. Hmm. Um, and then Tyson says, Games Far Cry Primal. Do you play Far, Far Cry? I don't play Far Cry. I've played a Far Cry. I just haven't played the most recent right. Far Cry. Uh, TV, The Wire, still making time for creation. Not a lot, though. Yeah, I've. I, yeah, for me personally, I just find that like con- binge watching a, a, a series makes me feel like I've accomplished something, and <laughs> it's the. It is kind of sad when you're there and you're like, oh, yes, I'm at episode 10. I'm, I'm going to complete this thing. And, I, and it's, it's absolutely nothing. And you're just going to wait around for next season. Yeah. Yeah. And, and then the worst part is you're like, oh, it's over. Now there's a void that I've got to fill with another stupid show. Um, okay. So you have two tattoos. What's the other tattoo you have? I total have oh, four tattoos. Four, four tattoos. What's the other tattoo on your arm? This tattoo is another video game reference. It is a, uh, a skull from a point and click adventure game called. Uh, the Curse of Monkey Island. Oh, it was a Lucas Arts game. Lucas Arts game. Yeah. Uh-huh. Wow, that's very sixteen bit of you, or is it eight bit? I don't know. Whatever bit. It would have been sixteen. Sixteen bit. I just I can picture the animation, mm-hmm. but I never played the game. Sure. But it was fun, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. All those enough enough to get a tattoo, I guess. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Me and my buddy got this as kind of like a matching tattoo thing. Uh-huh. So, um, yeah. And then, uh, but the most recent one is the Galaga one. Galaga one. And what what are the other two? Uh, actually, one of them I spoke about on this podcast. Getting oh. this in California, it is a 
Spider-Man tattoo on my leg. Oh, here. nice! But um, but it's the 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 black suit. The black the symbi- suit. That, and actually, that's the first appearance number of the black the suit. symbiote suit. The symbiote suit after symbiote. Secret Wars. Oh, that's right. That was from Secret Wars. Huh? I, that was, I read. I have that whole thing somewhere. Um, wow, that's old school. Yeah, I and know. then the last tattoo just says "Rock and Roll" on my shoulder. Uh huh. And that's. I got that inspired by a Joe Strummer lyric. Not that rock and roll is exclusive to a Joe Strummer lyric, but that's yeah. what inspired the tattoo. He invented rock and roll. He right? did. Yeah. Which which Joe Strummer? Uh, uh, it's actually a Joe Strummer and the Mescalero song called uh-huh. "Long Shadow." Did, did you ever get to see them? I did not, unfortunately, which is oh. a big regret. I yeah. would have loved to have uh, have seen them, but you know, he was. I mean, when the Mescaleros were kind of playing a lot, it wasn't anywhere really around me when I was living in Connecticut, and I was you know whatever at the time, eighteen or. Uh-huh. Or something so and that oh so that was the first one yeah uh-huh. yeah yeah and do you have a, a plans to get another one oh yeah i've got a few other ideas worked out in my brain for things i'd like to do uh one of the things that i thought i was gonna just <laughs> I was gonna try to hunt down uh are you familiar with rob schraub uh, uh who's he's like um directed episode sarah silverman show he wrote scud the disposable assassin he's friends with dan Harmon. okay um he, you know, he's uh, he he. Scud is one of my favorite comics. I I wanted to kind of try to meet up with him and see if he could draw something on me that I could eventually get tattooed. But that's uh, that's probably not going to happen in the next oh. week. So, oh. uh, but I've got yeah, I've got a few other ideas. My sister and I want to get some some tattoos as well. Oh, that's get, that's really cute. Our last name means uh, bat in Polish, as in the flying rodent. Oh. So we're maybe gonna get some bats. Somewhere. So you weren't ever a, uh, a Batman person. Oh, no, I'm totally a Batman oh, okay. person. I'm more of a Spider-Man person, but gotcha. ba- Batman's right up there. Absolutely. World's uh, greatest detective. <laughs> Come on. Duh. Duh. Well, um, Come on, Marty. There is a, a, a Canadian model named Kat Gallinger, and you know she's a big uh, body mod like fan. She mm-hmm. a, lot, a lot of tattoos. Purple is her favorite color. She's often got purple hair. So uh, she got the idea um, to do a version of a tattoo called scleral scleral staining, um, and it was suggested by her boyfriend, uh, who's a tattoo artist. But it basically means that you tattoo your eyeball to make it. She wanted to make her eyeball uh, purple. What? Yeah. The actual the white, white of part, the eye? The white part of your eye. And it's got it's to be permanent, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Holy shit. That's the whole goal. Shit. So, you know, her, her boyfriend, the tattoo artist, was like, oh, yeah, I know. I'm total expert on this. I know how to do this. Oh, no. Apparently, he used uh, the wrong size needle. It was too big, and he it went in too deeply, and she had purple ink oozing out of her eye. Oh, and Jesus. She Instagrammed this and put it out there and now we'll need um she has been to the hospital several times for for infection and for inflammation um and she has uh, uh her vision in in that eye is completely blurred hasn't gotten better and uh yeah so and apparently her her boyfriend at the time ex-boyfriend now <laughs> is uh misstated his qualifications <laughs> and she's going to take legal action and uh, she needs, um, I think she will need surgery. So Hey, general and, rule of thumb out there, maybe don't stick things in your eye. Don't, you know? Yeah, yeah. Wait, don't put salt in your eye. 
don't put salt in your eye. Put salt in my eye. Put salt in my eye. Did you ever see that uh, Kids in the Hall sketch? Yes. Yeah. yeah it's yep, so yep. fucking funny. Oh, man. That's that's horrific. I mean, unless you're dealing with contact lenses, just don't fuck around with your eyes. Yeah. Yeah. That's, keep, keep your fingers out of them. Keep, yeah. your, keep needles away from them. Yeah. Just don't t- tattoo any, like... Organs? How's that? I mean, the sk- I know, understand idea. the skin is your skin an is an organ, organ right. but it's not the entire organ, and it's not the like doing your arm doesn't reduce its functionality. Right? Holy shit! Like, yeah, don't maybe don't uh, don't split your penis, or like, God don't, forbid, she had like an allergic reaction to the ink in her eye, and well, like, she might have. I mean, yeah. well, but I mean, I think it'd probably be a lot worse than it is if she had an allergic reaction, but. Yeah, because it, it puffs up and gets all crazy. But yeah, yeah, don't don't pierce your penis to make it look like a snake tongue. Don't. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Don't just don't, just keep it uh, keep it fun. Yeah, keep it fun. Keep it classy. Yeah, keep it classy. Yeah, there was a 24 year old man earlier this year who had to have his eye removed because of his, uh, his scleral tattoos. Was do you do you think wrong. that do you think that fashion trends will wane and that tattoos will become like? Do you think that? the next generation will kind of see all of this generation all tat- tattooed up and go the opposite way with it and maybe not do tattoos. That's a really good Because I, I feel like everybody almost has at least like one tattoo. A good percentage of Americans I feel like have like one tattoo. I got a butterfly. Or something somewhere. <laughs> so No judgment about butterfly No judgment tattoos. about butterflies, not at all. I know many people have them. Um, and, and regret it. And regret it. <laughs> oh, again, that's why we have to have my girlfriend on. She's got some great tattoos. Oh, I'm She's sure. got oh, that's some really awesome. fun ones. Like, see, I think tattoos should be fun. Like, I know somebody who had a da- dolphin on her shoulder, and she's like, I've got this fucking dolphin on my shoulder. And then I dated one woman who had, a, like, like this sort of, uh, I don't know, like hippy-dippy, like tramp stamp. And she's like, I hate it. Yeah, my sister's got one that she designed herself. It's a cool design, but it's right. It was like it was like maybe a year before the term tram stamp was probably coined. So yeah. It was like yeah, yeah, no, oh. I mean, she had it for years, yeah. and and it looked like shit. Oh really? Yeah. Wow. And like yeah, so if you want to get a tattoo, do something fun and clever, or not so clever that it's like. <laughs> Like you just really, yeah. But uh, and then have it done by somebody who knows what the fuck they're doing. Yeah, I think it's just going to the right professional. Um, yeah, and and researching and not just going getting like tattoos on a whim. Yeah, or, or um, here's what you do: if you have an an idea for a tattoo, put that idea in in uh, a search engine, so it's like dolphin, and then put bad dolphin tattoo and see what you come up with, and then based on that image search, then reassess yep. whether it's worthwhile to get that. Yep. Uh, and then if you do uh, a foreign phrase, uh, make sure that you speak the language. It's <laughs> just bean curd. <laughs> yeah, look up bad Chinese tattoos if you don't know what I mean. Oh, man. Uh, but uh, yeah, that that story was just like, that. that's a Darwin story kind of. Yeah, know? right now. It's kind of like, uh, yeah, maybe don't. I mean, I feel like even if I knew, even if I knew, it's kind of like, even if your boyfriend was a famous heart surgeon would you want them to be the one working on your heart like kind of not really because there's just some oh right other. right so I, I i even if my significant other was somehow an amazing tattoo artist i still don't think i let them tattoo my eye yeah yeah and i especially if they were super insistent like oh i'm no, really no, good. babe trust me i yeah. can do it hold on a second <laughs> <laughs> all right let's do this yeah. do some eyes you just crushed up my last adderall <laughs> <laughs> you fucking asshole <laughs> Uh, okay, so Evan tweeted and he said that about Star Trek uh, Discovery. He said, uh, yeah. it's messy, confusing, missing the hopefulness of previous series. 
The Klingons talk too much and are annoying to listen to. But is their accent good? Do they have a good Klingon accent? Are they really hitting those? <laughs> well, here, here's my ne- here's my follow up question. What is his Star Trek? Oh yeah. What's what's your show? Okay, so let us know your show, Evan. Evan. He says that I don't think the backdrop of war is a good fit. Deep Space Nine kind of pulled it off. So clearly, Deep Space. I I think he's a uh, a new generation guy. Next generation. Next generation. Sorry, sorry. I just whoa. <laughs> I gotta go. Peter just almost like punched me. Oh god. He just uh, also if you listen to um, if you listen to uh, uh or you if you watch discovering you like it, let us know why why you like it, and then get in a fight with Evan. <laughs> I'll admit, I'm not like the biggest, even though I've probably seen every iteration of Star Trek, I'm not the biggest Trekkie in the world. Which one but is your... Uh, pr- probably Next Generation. I mean, I, I I guess I grew up watching Next Generation and the original. The, you know, the original would be on in the mornings, Next Generation would be on in the afternoon. Um, so I like those two for completely different reasons. They're very different shows. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I would say probably Voyager would be my next favorite after that. I, I really enjoyed Voyager. I never saw it. Voyager was good. Didn't uh, I like Deep Space Nine? Never got super duper into it, and then I did not like uh, uh, whatever. Enterprise. Yeah, whatever the. I got one right. Yeah. Hey. Hey. Oh, um, it's only the name of the ship. Tyson says that I've really been enjoying Vox videos lately. They're fascinating and usually short. Yeah. The today's this morning's one was about Antifa, Antifa, and Antifa, uh, and how they're not as necessarily as influential as everybody thinks they are mm. they've had uh, a bunch of, or, or as violent they've had a bunch of rallies where uh, thousands of people have shown up and there have been a few arrests and um but no more than say at a, any football game hmm. you know and uh and the reason why they get press coverage is because they do incendiary things so is it better tv to show uh people peacefully marching of or course. to show people throwing piss bombs and and like you know rattling sticks and and wearing masks you have to be really prepared if you're throwing piss bombs right i got to figure that's pretty pretty i you know i don't even know if that well actually medicated. happened like i like the fox news certainly brought well, it up sure. every second but uh, and compared that to the assault rifles that that were you know like they were violent they were car- they were throwing piss bombs well, the Nazis were. There was a Nazi or one of the the whatever uh, neocon guys who fired a gun in at Charlottesville. Right. Police did nothing. They right. saw it. They did nothing. Um. But uh, yeah, it, it's re- it's a good series uh, or Vox's. And uh, for those of you don't who don't know, Vox was started by uh, this journalist. Oh, I can't remember his name, but um, it's a very smart and uh, sort of cutting edge type of journalism that is very reasonable it's not sensationalistic um and they they have uh, excellent um sort of rundowns on what's going on in the news so i highly recommend their videos as does tyson uh so what's the one thing besides Brittany that you miss about connecticut because we, I think last time we, you, we were here, you talked about what you would miss about California, but we didn't. Yeah, there's a lot. I mean, I have a lot of obviously good friends there, uh, family being the main thing. I've got a niece back there. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Um, so I would say probably my family is, is the biggest thing. Uh, I certainly am excited, although we had 
a small bit of it today. Uh, I, I've been missing rain. I, I really like rain. And uh-huh. I like the seasons changing. I love fall. I like winter. I'm not, I'm not opposed to snow. And <clears throat> excuse me, Connecticut doesn't get, <clears throat> Connecticut's kind of in that nice place where we really have to worry about too much different weather patterns beyond yeah. maybe a bad blizzard or two. It doesn't get super cold because it's on the coast. Yep. So. It doesn't get super hot. I mean, you get those couple hot days, but it's not as consistently hot. We don't get earthquakes. We don't get hurricanes. We don't get tornadoes. Pretty, yeah. pretty even keel. So everyone should live in Connecticut, is what you're saying. Yeah, although right now everybody is currently leaving Connecticut because it's the you know one state in the union that doesn't even have a budget right now because oh, really? they're so financially crisscrossed. Why? Uh, our current uh, leadership just has not been apparently doing too well there. I've been obviously not really paying that heavy attention to it, not living there, but as I'm moving back, I'm starting to pay oh, a lot more attention to it. Gotcha. And it just seems like a lot of, a lot of companies are leaving Connecticut, um, GE... Uh, uh-huh. Aetna, which is a huge employer in Connecticut, is leaving. Big insurance um, state. Yeah, exactly. And a lot of companies are just are kind of fleeing because Connecticut's having so many fiscal issues. Um, so mm-hmm. I, I guess I don't miss that about Connecticut. Um, I think we're gonna we'll end uh, a little early this week. Um, but I want to thank you for being a part of the the. Uh, Nooner family, and you are always welcome to to come back. Yeah, and, hopefully and I can uh, Skype in if you want. We'll, we'll have times when we do that. Yep. Um, and I, uh, yes, everybody, don't let this whole uh, shooting thing go by without action. Whether it's wh- whether it's Congress saying we're well, admitting that they'll do nothing or doing something, we we have to demand that something happens. Uh, so don't let them off the hook. Continue offering your support to um, to Puerto Rico. That they def- desperately need it. And, Absolutely. Uh, I know it's been this whole fun thing to to make fun of Trump about, but uh, things are getting done there. Maybe the, maybe I think most of the problem is he hasn't been very uh, sympathetic in the way he's been speaking about it. But certainly action is being done. Maybe not as uh, quick. Um, and then we will also be back. Do you have anything to, to plug before you go? Absolutely nothing. Just myself, I guess. Uh, Feel free to find me in Connecticut and all right. buy and, me lunch. And uh, let us... Oh, here's, here's a call to action. Since nobody... Okay, there are two things that... Oh, Mickey was supposed to do something out of his comfort zone. So if you oh, did something right. out of your comfort zone, that's still a thing. If you, I, let, let me ask everybody, do something out of your comfort zone. And um, the other thing is, if you have a good tattoo story, it can be a nightmare story or a good story, uh, but of about one of your tattoos, uh, let us know. Because I don't have a, a tattoo. I've, I've always uh, kind of wanted one, but then I thought, oh, then I got to look at it all the time. thought about getting a an L uh, that I put on the top of my left foot so I'd know which way is which. <laughs> uh, but that was when I was younger. And then I kind of figured it out. I, I worked out a mnemonic device. That's um, good. Yeah. And, uh, um, you or, made the process somehow more complicated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I figured it but out. Figured so, out, right. you know what? Don't, don't question me. Don't make, mix me up. Yeah. I, I'm pretty For those who don't fragile. know, he just writes... R and L on his hands every day in Sharpie. That's how he gets by. Yes. Damn it. I thought I hid it from you. Uh, so, yeah, you can watch me. I, I actually do it after the show, so you can watch. It's a little faded now, but uh, 
If you want to watch me write R and L on my hands, you can do so. I'll, I'll do a periscope of that so you don't even have to come here. Um, well, have a safe flight back. And um, do you have a car waiting for you back, back home? No, I'm going to have to go through that whole process of, of purchasing a car or leasing a car. Oh, all right. Well, you're not going to have to commute that much, right? No, yeah. I mean, I'll be working remotely, so it should right. be pretty cool. All right. Well, let us keep in touch. Let us know how everything goes, and we'll check in with you time to time. And next week, we'll hopefully have Mickey back, maybe Steve, and maybe somebody else. And we uh, send in your emails at noonerpodcast uh, at gmail.com and tweet at us. Same thing. And we will see you next Tuesday. If that box. Time to tip that box. Time to tip that box. Time to tip that box. Tip that box. Time to tip that box. Time to tip that box. Time to tip that box. has been a production of Smodco Internet Radio.